Hi, welcome to the Lonely Triathlete. My name is Todd, and I am the Lonely Triathlete coming to you live from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada on this Sunday, February 18th. Quick training update. Uh, I had two shocking health occurrences this week. <laughs> it's just, how does this stuff keep happening to me? Oh, I don't get it. I don't get it. I had a friend once say to me, Todd, so many crazy things happen to you. And I said, I don't think any more crazy things happen to me than happen to any other person. It's just that I somehow remember them. In fact, in the middle of a lot of things that happen to me, there's a part of my brain that says, oh, you have to remember the details of this because it's crazy. Like this is going to make the best story. You, you have to remember what happened tonight because it's going to be hard for people to believe. It's just insane. So I just lock it in my brain a lot of the time. So I think... Lots of weird stuff happens to people, but not everyone retains it. Well, I do. So what are the two things? Well, the first one, completely shocking, unexpected, did not, did not foresee this, is my massage therapist wrecked my back. I am completely surprised by this because... She has been working on my body for years, and I've never, never had an issue like this. But I went in for a massage last week, and everything was going great. I always enjoy very deep massages, therapeutic massages. I don't mind if I'm a bit sore the next day. I'm not there just to have a good time. I'm there to really get some work done. I want muscles loosened. I want joints opened up. I want fascia relaxed. You know, I want the whole full meal deal. But um, it wasn't in any of these manipulations where I got hurt. It was right at the end of the massage where I'm laying on my back and she's got her hands under my, my neck and under my upper back and she's massaging my neck and massaging my traps. It's a great, nice kind of end to the massage. And one of the last things that she does, in fact, I've had three different massage therapists do the same thing. So it's kind of a standard move is she'll, I'm laying on my back and she'll take my head and she'll very gently um, bend it sideways to get a real stretch in the side of my neck. So it's a lateral uh, bending of my neck to get a stretch in the muscle of my neck. And then she runs her hands up and down my neck, which is being really, really stretched. And it feels good. It feels like a deep stretch. And then she'll slowly, because I kind of have some neck issues as I've been getting older. My my neck bones, they don't align 100%. So I'm, I'm always very cognizant of how quickly she's moving my neck around. And she's very slow. And then she moves my neck into the other direction and stretches it out the other way and massages my neck. And then finishes with some occipital massage, which is at the base of your skull at the back of your head. And then I'm done. 
well, I've never, ever, ever, ever had a problem. And then last week, when she finished and said, okay, take your time getting up, and she left the room, I stretched for a second, and as I got off the bed, I realized, oh no, in my, not in my neck, but think of kind of your upper back to the right side of your spine. So if you, if you take your right hand and reach behind your, over your shoulder, over your traps, and kind of feel into that upper middle part of your back, that's where I was feeling this really terrible, crampy, tight feeling. And I didn't say anything to her because I thought, oh, maybe I, I did something getting out of the bed. I don't know. But as I drove home, it was getting worse and worse until I couldn't even turn my head in either direction. And there is no way I could tilt my head to the left or to the right. So there was something about the way in which she stretched my neck that I think uh, irritated a nerve. And I'm no doctor. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just, my best guess is that it, it compressed the vertebrae in my upper back and that squished on a nerve. And that nerve got inflamed and reacted because for this whole past week, I've been in just a world of pain. And the only thing that's got, got me through it is heat, heat, heat. Um, I've done a little bit of self-massage if I can kind of reach back there, but it's not muscular. I'm telling you, it's not muscular. It's in, I, I'm, I'm convinced it's in the nerves of my upper back. And so, yeah, as I sit here right now recording, it's about 90% better. I kind of stretch my neck gingerly going, oh, I can kind of feel it. If I crank my neck, I can hurt myself again. So I'm not going to do that. So go figure how getting a massage can wreck you. Now, having said that, I'm going back to the same person tomorrow morning. <laughs> Am I a glutton for punishment? But I'm going to tell her, hey, listen, Whatever you do, just don't do that last move where you pull my neck to each side. And I, I think I'll be better. I hate the fact that I've got this limitation. I don't like. I want you to be able to walk on my back and swing me around the room if that's what it takes to make me feel better. But no, apparently, apparently I can't get my neck pulled to the side. So that is what it is. So that's my first health thing. My second health thing happened today. Like, what time is it right now? Oh, it happened like nine hours ago. Uh, as is my custom before any longer run, I usually have one cup of coffee and a banana. And then I, I wait for a while to, um, what would the euphemism be? Go to the library, uh, do some shop, do some online shopping. Nah, I'll just tell you straight out. I just wait till I have to go to the bathroom. Like usually number two, right? Number one, fine, whatever. But number two is very important to get that get that out of your system before any kind of run. So I waited around. I felt nature calling. I went and got nice and emptied out. Oh, perfect. Then I went for my run. It was a 50-minute run, so not even a long run. 25 minutes into the run, as I'm heading back, all of a sudden my bowels just started to cramp up and I thought oh what's wrong do I have like gas or something or I mean because I went to the bathroom before I ran 
No, it got worse and worse and worse, and I felt things piling up inside. Oh, and I just kept running and running. I thought, well, if I stop now, I'm kilometers from home. Um, so I may as well just keep pushing on. So I was running slower and slower and more and more bow-legged. And then I was just just wa- lumping along like a 110-year-old man hunched over. Folks, I was touching cloth. I was not... I was, a, I was minutes away from just pulling my pants down and doing something right there on the sidewalk in front of everyone. I was actually contemplating that. I thought if I had to, in a full-on emergency, if I ran off into a park somewhere behind a bush and someone saw me, would they call the cops? And they wouldn't catch me. And I would be done and running home by the time. I'm going through these insane thoughts. I was in such agony. <laughs> and I managed somehow to get home. And I was I shaved four minutes off my time. So I only ran for 46 minutes, which is not like me. I like to do my full workouts, but I couldn't do the full workout. Got home and man, just destroyed the bathroom. It was not a pleasant scene. It was not a pleasant scene. And I do not know what caused it. In fact, that's the second time this has happened in about six weeks. I am racking my brain for what I might have eaten the day before. Because the day of, I, I eat very little, if not nothing. I mean, a banana and some carb drink is the most I would eat for any kind of run. Oh, so there you have it. I had a really hard week, everybody. <laughs> I had a really, really tough week in terms of health issues. But here we go. It's a new week, so we're going to be positive and move forward. So on to this week's main topic. I've got to tell you, I struggled with this topic. It is It's been something that's been on my mind for a long time. It's a vast and complex topic, which I feel like I'm barely qualified to speak on, but it's been on my mind for a while. So I figured I may as well share it out there with all of you. And in some strange woo-woo sense, I feel very compelled to speak about what I'm speaking about because I think somebody out there listening might benefit. I have no doubt that some of you listening are just going to be, that's not applicable to me. I don't care. I'm not interested. Fine. For the one person out there listening that this might help, this is why I'm doing this podcast. And it is to say, this is a message I have. The message I have for you is that regardless of your present circumstances in life. And I am going to relate this to sport and triathlon. I'm not going to, you know, go too far afield. But I believe that you have more control over your life than you may think that you do. And I know that's a big statement. And I know a lot of people listening to this are immediately... um, fighting back and saying, you don't understand, my circumstances are out of my control, and I'm, 
I can't affect my life. I'm not in control. So you know what? Maybe that's true. And if that is true, then I'm not talking to you. I'm just saying that some of you don't believe you have as much control over your life as you do. Now, I'm going to make a caveat and say, I believe that in the grand scheme of things, most of the events that happen to us and by us are largely out of our control. I really do believe that. I think that there's a lot going on around us and to us that is not within our control. The problem is, how do you know? How do you know what is in your control or not? Because all of our perceptions are governed by our upbringing. They're governed by traumas, you know, belief systems that we have that shape how much we think we do actually have control of things in our life or not. So I'd stop there and say that that is that is one sort of thinking point for you to take away from this podcast is just think about all of the parts of your life that you think are happening to you that you have no control over. Just if you can just try to gain some insight into those elements of your life and and ask yourself the hard questions about do you have control over them or do you only think that you don't? For instance, and this is, I have a million analogies and examples, but one that just springs to mind as I'm saying this is, I've had friends say to me, you know, I'm stuck in a dead end job. It's not my, it's not in my control. It's the only job I've got. It's the only job I'm qualified for, or I, I can't change jobs right now. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this dead end job. In some cases, that person probably is, but in many cases, it's just not true. You can find another job. Maybe you can find another dead end job. Maybe there's steps that you can take that might take months or even years to come to fruition. But if you took those steps or started taking those steps today, you might be able to escape from this dead end job. So that's the difference I'm talking about, that someone might think, I have no control over where I am right now. And that might be true about where you are in the exact moment but it may not be true that you can't affect change, that you can't actually take steps. And then we go down the whole rabbit hole of then why don't people take steps or how do they take steps or, you know, how do you change the way you think about your job and all these things that that's not going to be the topic of today's broadcast. It is simply to say, I think more people have more control. People have more control than they actually think that they do. So even, let's just even say you are a very enlightened individual, very aware, introspective, you have a lot of self-insight, and you actually have identified an area of your life that you're not particularly happy with, but you really are not in control of. Then in those circumstances, you are in control of how you respond 
to that circumstance. You're in control about what you think about and how you feel about that circumstance that you're in, which is outside your control. So maybe this ends up being a, a, a two-part podcast series where part one is um, control your destiny. How to control, actually how to gain, wrestle, obtain control over many elements of your life. And then part two is how to control your experience of your life, whatever that happens to be. But so the, these these concepts obviously transcend triathlon, they transcend sport, but I'm going to try to speak from now on in terms of sport, triathlon, so that we have a common frame of reference. So with respect to your life circumstances on on one extreme, when it comes to what can I control about my life, there are those that believe that we intentionally and unconsciously and can consciously manifest parts of our life, if not our, our entire reality. So that's one entire extreme. It's called, you know, manifestation, uh, what is it, um, law of attraction, the secret. There are, there is a proponent of thought, of belief, and even systems of action that you can take to control and affect your destiny. On the other hand, on the other extreme, there are some, uh, there is the belief that there is fate and destiny and things that are completely out of your control. Almost like a, a fatalism, a determinism, which predestines you to have a certain circumstance in your life. So maybe it's influenced by karma, or maybe it's just random chance. But either way, you do have pretty much zero control over what happens to you in your life. Now, I'll admit, I don't know which is true. I I tend not to believe in extremes on either side. But what I do believe to be true, and this should be encouraging for everyone listening, is that I think if you if you set aside your actual ability to control your destiny, control your life circumstances, if you just sort of set that side aside for the second and say, okay, I don't know how much control I do or don't have. Okay, whatever. Let's not talk about that for now. I think we have far more control, <clears throat> pardon me, over how we experience the circumstances of our life, right? So that, but that control of how we experience life is influenced by, affected by our belief that we have influence, our desire to change the way we think and feel about our circumstance, our motivation uh, to change how we think and feel, and our knowledge of how to go about thinking differently or changing the way we feel about our circumstances. There's a great quote, and I'll be really nerdy here. There's a great quote from a movie, uh, one of the Star Treks, The Search for Spock. 
Oh man, I'm going way back to the 80s. Uh, or maybe it was early 90s. But if you're not a Trekker, I will, or a Trekkie, I'm not sure what's the best. Trekker, Trekkie. If you're not into Star Trek, I'll give you a quick synopsis. Captain Kirk, he's the hero of the story. He's confronted by this guy, his name's Cybok, for all you nerds out there who know what I'm talking about. He's, he's in a conversation with this guy who says, I see great pain in your life. I can take away your pain. Would you like me to just touch you and take away this terrible pain, hurt, trauma that you have in your life? Um, and Captain Kirk recoils and just freaks out and says, do not dare take away the pain that I've experienced in my life because my pain makes me who I am. And I remember thinking in the theater, wow, how honorable, how amazing and insightful that Captain Kirk is saying, I recognize I'm a flawed human, that I've got traumas, that I've got pain, and I've learned how to deal with them and live with them, and it makes me who I am. Don't change me. I like who I am. Um, and you have to respect if a person, if you're listening and saying, I'm in a present circumstance and I'm okay with it, then you're okay with it. I mean, no one wants to impose change upon you if you don't want to change yourself. But as a viewer, you're also watching Kirk in this movie and you're thinking to yourself, but he doesn't look happy. He looks tortured. He looks like he could feel freer and lighter and I wish for him to have less pain and wouldn't it be amazing to be able to have someone just put their finger on your shoulder and you have less pain in your life <laughs> uh, so that's what I'm talking about here I'm talking about I think we have the ability the ability to do that for ourselves I really think that we can reduce the amount of pain in our life if we want to now, some of us want to, but don't think we can. Different story. Some of us want to, but don't know how to. Different story. Some of us want to, but don't really want to expend the energy and the time to do it. Different story. I'm just talking about the ability to do it if you wanted to. And I think we all have that. And I think that's kind of table stakes for this conversation which is if you believe it to be true that you could change you could improve you could reduce your pain if you wanted to that's step one whether you actually decide to do it or think you can do it or don't know how to do it or you're motivated or not motivated to do it completely separate to what we're talking about so i'm not a psychologist i'm just a fellow triathlete and when we when i bring this subject up again next time I, I promise you I'll find a way to relate it to sport and triathlon because I've got a lot of thoughts about how this idea of being in control or not in control of what happens to you in sport is something to think about and being in control or not in control about how you respond to things that happen to you while you pursue your sport is another thing. 
So I'll find a way to kind of weave these two concepts together specific to the sport of triathlon. But again, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a triathlete who thinks about these things while I'm running and on my bike and working out. And uh, yeah, so I, I hope it's interesting to you. I hope these concepts are interesting. I'm not going to belabor them. I'll do a couple podcasts about it and then I'll move on and tell you more about my bowel problems. <laughs> <laughs> or not but uh yeah i'll do a bit of a more of a deep dive into this topic again from the perspective of sporks and we'll and we'll see where that takes us so that's it that's my prognosticating ad nauseum for this podcast i hope you're all doing well i hope you're all enjoying your training uh i'd love to hear from you I have an email address. It's called the lonely triathlete, all one word, at gmail.com. Feel free to drop me a line and, and let me know how you're doing in your sport. I'd love to get your emails. Okay, that's it. Enough for me. Until next time, peace. <laughs>